Hey, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Winner Gets Nothing Trash Talks. I'm your host, the Trash Palace Sultan Tom. Joining me, as always, didn't know that I didn't know I was going to have a co-host on this show, but you've been here every episode. So, here's Peter Panic, aka Tony. Like I said, just a chronic guest. I won't be here for long. <laughs> yeah, just 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 an ailment we're working through. Yeah, try to get rid of me. Our guest today, our guest today, very special friend, known him most of my life. Our buddy Jared. Howdy. Do you have any titles we should put on top of that? Do you like have like a? Do you want to po- You can grand pooba. Freaking pop your twitters. Uh, What's it called? Plug uh, your twitters. I'm not too. Uh, not too. Fo- just just call me my liege. <laughs> my liege, Jared. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, getting right into it then. So, what's um, up, bud? Real shit. <laughs> Nothing. I've just been. I woke up at like three p.m. today and been just playing video games the entire day and waiting for this. I was doing the same thing, which is why I was late. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I we're, just, we're actually we're actually seventeen hours late because we were just gaming. Yeah, yeah. I waited a whole day for this. It's basically just us keeping Pete up real late. Like it's a it's a couple night owls just having a good time, and then Pete just going to restarting soon. We're like one more game, dog. <laughs> I'm just like I'm. I'm just gonna be drunker. It's okay. Just keep texting. I'm like they. They won't make my steak quick enough. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Two hour steak. It's a good recipe. Tom's addicted to it. No, nah, they really did fuck up my steak today, though. I seriously, I sat there for so long. They changed their rules today in uh, Massachusetts, or not? Maybe all of Massachusetts, but at least the one steak joint I went to. They now just they don't let you go in. So I'm there in the park. Yeah. Jesus Christ! What are you fucking doing? No one heard it. My God, just throwing things over here. I'm sorry. I'm sitting there. I'm freaking in the line for like 10 minutes, probably probably longer, actually. Probably they're like 15. And freaking, they come out to me and they're like, oh, uh, sir, are you, are you are you here to pick up? Yeah. They go, we need you to park in one of the spots. And then you get to text us. You get to text us that you're here. I'm like, I'm here. I'm talking to you. Can I have my fucking food? Anyway, they brought it to me cold. Fantastic night. Beautiful steak. How's COVID going over there on your side of the country? Your West Coast, uh, still normal, still fake, not real. Um, lots of people dying, but you know it's all uh, hoax. Solid, big old, uh, big old <laughs> My grandma's got it right know. now, and I know she's in on it. So, <laughs> actually, my grandma and my grandpa got it. And what's crazy is my grandpa's like he's doing rough as hell. My grandma's like pretty healthy, and she seems like she's having a tough time, and uh, he's doing okay. My dad keeps saying he goes, "You don't understand that man. He's gonna live forever." <laughs> yeah some some people just like it there it seems like a lot of people's like health into old age is just more dependent on their genetics than on any kind of lifestyle choices they make yeah seriously and he seems like he's genetically prone to survive everything like, like you're gonna live to 100 no matter what but he looks frail the whole time like he looked like for the past like five years he looks like anything could knock him over and he survives everything it's crazy oh yeah i mean i'm cheering it on love my grandpa but you know it's kind of insane. Like I'm like my grandpa. I mean, my grandma looks healthy. Like she she looks like she could handle this. She's the one who's doing rough. I don't know. Yeah, but my state's been like shut down, like back to February levels or so of shutting down since uh, beginning of the month. And so I just technically laid off from my job. Uh, so of course I have to do the job application putting in process, which is the most dehumanizing thing I think I've ever been through well uh, and then they lying. randomly just gave me my job back but it's for like 
a few hours a week. So. You, don't, you don't like describing yourself to a man who's going to judge you and think less of you? <laughs> it's not that it's so, so I, I applied for uh, UPS and the application process is huge quotes, quote unquote, like the biggest quotes you've ever seen games. So you play games and uh, they evaluate uh, your like, I don't even know. They, they don't tell you what they're evaluating, but it's clearly an, evaluate, an evaluation. Um, Wait, what kind of games? Yeah. Like yeah, it's chess like, or like, it's like, like poker? Dodgeball? <laughs> I wish, no. Like yeah, League of Legends? Um, no, they like test your reaction speed and your, your ability to you like, like uh, learn times. and your working memory. It's like stuff where like there's arrows pointing a certain direction. You have to press the direction of like different arrows at the right time on your keyboard or there's some where it gives you like fake money and it matches you up with another person and they get fake money too and you have to decide how much to give to them and that like determines how generous you oh are it's like bop it <laughs> yeah yeah it's basically uh bump it um move it package it was like, a, it was like an hour and a half long process and then i went there I, they, they said i got the job and then i went there and they're like oh yeah we don't have that job anymore. what <laughs> really really fun <laughs> process like, oh what you got it 20 minutes ago yeah that's gone <laughs> yeah i love i love working and getting jobs and and making jobs and doing jobs it's honestly dude it's I all right actually, when, when i worked power. at panera they had me like pick virtual coffee beans for 30 minutes and i'm like i'm pretty <laughs> sure i'm getting paid for this so i'm okay but i freaking was just at ups right before this and they're, they get again, they're super paranoid with the COVID. I, well, I, I don't know, paranoid or what's the right word, but I, I came in there and I just brought them a package. They go, put it down in the corner over there. <laughs> Hands Thank up. You. Thank you. It's fine. And I'm like, you didn't look at it yet. I just want to know if my, my label's correct. And they're like, just leave it. Just get out. Just get- <laughs> if it's wrong, we'll charge you. Pretty much. <laughs> if it's wrong, we'll throw it in a dish. <laughs> I'm really hoping not. I need that product return. I actually, I don't think I've um, admitted this anywhere else. I bought the wrong Xbox. I bought the old <laughs> yeah. one. Trying He's to get one the of new those one. guys. <laughs> oh yeah, what the fuck is the new one even called? It's like you can't tell. It's it's like the same it's like name. They they spell yeah, it with like, like uh like it's it it's the same exact words, but they have the little um yeah. what's that the uh the thing above it like the little line above the e little uh. <laughs> I can't think of the word. The, um, accent, the symbol for Bill Gates is it conspiracy. Accent? Is it just accent? Oh, um, I forget exactly what yeah, they the just have the accent line is called. It means a, a hard vowel instead of a soft. Vowel. That's it. They just added that onto. It's the Xbox alone. Alone. <laughs> Xbox Uno. No, it's it's fucking the same exact thing. I don't know, but they're the same fucking price and everything, and they changed the name only a little bit. And I'm like, wow. And, and I don't know. I, I mean, I, I literally reported on a, on this story of so many people doing this before I got mine, so I feel extra stupid, but, you know, that's just me. As one should. What what games are even, like, what are the launch titles? None. That's the, yeah, that's the best None. thing. There's nothing available for it. Assassin's Creed, which Corey says is good, you know. Oh, Assassin's Creed 36 is out? Yeah, dude. It's actually, though, it's the best one since 4, so I know there's been a lot of in between, but... <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, you know, respect, you know, if it's a good game, then that's cool. It's the first good Assassin's Creed since 4, but yeah, that's the really cat. the only thing out. And everything else, even even the games that were supposed to be like launch titles, they're not getting updated graphics until a year, like, I think three months is the soonest one. 
So wait, they're getting graphics patches. Yeah, they're they're literally getting updates. Like they're made for the old console essentially, and then they're getting updates to them. There's like two games out that on day one are made for the new console. Everything else is like, yeah, it works on it. And it, it does run a little better because it's obviously it's a better system. Yeah. So it runs slightly better, but it's running essentially the same exact product on a better so console. I'm guessing they were just trying to rush it out to, to match the PS5 by holiday season, right? Or I mean, like that's that. the same yeah. thing with just changing the price a little because all they're doing is trying to screw over like grandparents who buy the wrong console and then essentially they have the money until Christmas and even if you oh send God, it back Oh God, you're just return, so pissed that you fell victim. Dude, they are <laughs> fucking setting old people up and I am one of them. I think Microsoft's just bad at naming things. No, they're not. Completely honest. They're, ma- they're malicious yeah. with naming. Yeah, that, that reminds me of the Wii U. When like it it didn't sell for shit because people were just like oh this is just the Wii it's just a new Wii yeah they're like no 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 I swear it's a different console <laughs> seriously like as a capitalist I 100 percent know that I would pull this bullshit to make money like that's damn it. you're a capitalist how many businesses do you own what uh this one this isn't even technically a business you have not set up the LLC I have not signed up as an independent contractor. It's it's in the works. In the works, yeah. Okay, you work for me now. Pre-capitalism. I'm still waiting for my check <laughs> from you. Guys. You ain't getting paid yeah, shit, no, dude. You're a socialist. I like, pay the over. contractors, not the help. <laughs> if anyone gets paid, it's Brian. I feel first. like he's gonna. I feel like he has the ability to hang. Remember that time Darren hung up on us? Don't hang up on us, please. <laughs> Wait. We need you more than Wait. we can pay you. <laughs> Yeah, we got hung up. We were talking a lot of shit to somebody one time. And they hung up on us, and uh, we forgot that was an option. Oh, wow. I didn't know that was an option. Well, let me try it out. No, please. <laughs> please. This is our livelihood. I quit my job. <laughs> me too. For this episode. Do you have to be, uh, do you have to own anything to be a capitalist? Can't you just, can't you just believe it might work I, out? <laughs> I mean, it, colloquially, no. Capitalist can be used to mean someone who supports capitalism. Yeah, but you're but, just uh, a poser. But like, in the technical sense, a capitalist is a member of the capitalist class, meaning people who own, uh, you know, stuff. businesses. I think that's. I feel like that's how you define me. Tom I'm, has this. Laptop. I'm an ideologue. You know, one of those, one of those cool ideologues. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to come up with a pun, idiot <laughs> log. You're just a uh, reservoir for like unrealized capitalist potential. No, I'm here to be a meme for the rest of the fucking world to make fun of libertarians. I'm like, yes, I live in my basement. What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Doing my best. I gotta. I, I. I. I do some dank twit posts sometimes. It's not going great. Twit posts. Yeah, I post twits. It's not going. Oh, great. nice. It's not going great. Actively it's trying mainly- to uh, in, impose reverse psychology. Like, yeah, I live in a basement, so obviously all libertarians do. <laughs> not gotcha. <laughs> Damn, that worked on That's me. At least fifty percent. <laughs> Sorry, everyone everyone lives in a basement nowadays. No, my dank twit posts are essentially just everyone who's in this conversation liking sort of like the two likes from you two. And then that's it. That's me on Twitter. That's just I say a thing and then you two like it. And then half the time you guys don't and I get real sad. That's true. I only look at Twitter so much. There's ways to formulate your tweets that make them like more likely to go viral. I don't even know if I could put it into words, but there's certain like things like they have to be really short, usually a picture, maybe a quote tweet, and you have to like say things. I don't know. I've been doing uh, that, dude. I've been posting pics of like a bunch of shit and just posting lol what, and like it hasn't been going anywhere. 
Yeah, they're just what? pictures of fucking like Trump looking confused, and you're like, "Well, what's what? going on, dude?" <laughs> well, your account is also pretty conservative. You're not gonna go viral with that. Hopefully not. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, that's a, what I'm saying. Yeah, I say, I say conservative. It's okay. It's fun here. That's why I was gonna um, start the lefty homo account just to balance it out, so uh, we can we can pregame all those um, tabletop viewers who, are, there, who are, are all lefty homos yeah i was gonna say are there any like conservative D players there are actually they're all lefty homos. one of my favorite dudes i follow on twitter is like he's like pretty conservative or at least at least like middle road and he's like he's writing his own uh compendium that doesn't and exist you're describing a false thing well he's a, he's a good shit poster and he just hates things like me so yeah, i'm not a big fan of things Shout out to what is it? P- PTSD Redux. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out. Okay, so we're we talking politics. No, okay. we're just shouting out people who are never hear this and people that we like. Oh, okay. Shout out uh, um, Gold uh, Bond. I use your low lotions every day. Shout out David Bowie. Yeah, where's he at? What's he doing? Oh, he's uh, I heard he's uh, on a long, long vacation. That's what they told me. Oh, he got a sex change. He's a teapot now, isn't he? Oh. <laughs> Got that old Dave Lynch sex change. I hate when that happens. Yeah. Shout out Dave Lynch. Lynch. Ginger. Shout He's out Lynch gender. Like Steve Carell, I guess. Uh shout out um I don't know. Uh what's was those two magicians with the cats? Are they friends oh, anymore? Pen and Tell. Yeah. Her. Wait, no, Pen and Tell is a sex game. Mm, mm. Yeah. All right. I love that one. Uh yo, what are you doing after this? You what? I get all the achievements in that game. Oh, pen and tail. Yeah. Jesus, some of those are pretty risque. Sure, you want to admit that on uh, audio that you got uh, all the achievements yes. in pen and tail. Oh shit. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, we 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 can talk. Uh, we can talk some politics though. What what do you? Well, let's talk your politics though. Sure. Uh, you know, I had some stuff written down. So uh, exactly, that's you know kind of what I prepped just... you for, like by accident. It was it's supposed to be free form, whatever. But I fucking we I always know. talk politics, me and you. But I, I can't remember shit on the spot, like ever. So I just kind of wrote down some stuff to help yeah, me. So you, but... got a, you got a good opportunity to actually explain your points, because yeah, sometimes we just we usually have our discussions on the spot. So there you go. You get a good okay. opportunity. So uh, I'm. I'm a socialist. I'm usually you, I'm the type of socialist that's usually referred to in like U.S. media and academia as a Stalinist, or on the internet, I'd be called a tanky. But I just think of myself as a socialist. Yeah, again, um, we were talking but, slurs before this. A gasp. A what? A gasp. A gasp. Sorry, <laughs> I'm an audience so, member. Gasp. So I. Sorry. I just want to make it clear that uh, I don't have anything in common with the uh, majority of people who call themselves socialist or leftist or progressive on social media. Um, so I don't believe in open borders. I don't believe in uh, instituting hate speech laws or defunding the police or murdering white men or giving hormone blockers to children or whatever horrifying thing is they're trying to push now. Um, my kind of man. So I don't care about like what words you use or cultural appropriation or if we have a black woman for president or for CEO or whatever or whatever, all that stuff. So it's... Uh, just really the important things to me are human freedom and prosperity, which to me are basically the same thing, um, or they're intertwined. Uh, so 
the most pressing issue that I worry about these days is that uh, the United States, uh, with you know its countless military bases and bombing campaigns and CIA-instigated coups, has been the main opponent of freedom and prosperity on a global scale ever since the end of World War II. Oh, we uh, never I would saw- argue it's tactics. Tactics. Tactics are the main opponent. Anyway, I was going to hit you with a, a full agree on that so far. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I see. I, I'm. If I was, I know I'm not coming on here to like convince people, but if if I were, I would. I wouldn't even mention the socialist part because generally you, you're putting yourself at a huge position of weakness by. Yeah, like it's revealing like it's, your position before. Well, not even uh, revealing your position. I think it's, it's the connotation that goes with uh, having a socialist view because you're in like by no means the traditional socialist. But no, I am. You think? Oh, uh, are, so they're all they're all doing it. I don't know. They're all doing. It. I'm saying when most people think socialist, though, in this country, even people who are self-described right. as socialists, do you think the majority of them would say they'd see your way, or do you think they'd see maybe a softer, more I don't know, really like neoliberal soft socialist view. Because in, in this country, I see that as more of the people who describe themselves as socialists is like soft core neoliberals. Yes, in this country, but worldwide, so I, would, worldwide I would say I'm closer right, to so the just, socialist mainstream. All right. So that's just the U.S. issue that I'm having. Okay. Uh, yeah, for the most part, yeah. U.S. and uh, and its, its allies. First world countries, basically. First world, world socialists are very focused on social issues and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I often think uh, a lot of the ideas I have are misconstrued and stuff. So, I mean, I'm completely willing for you. I'm, I'm taking you at face value of every single thing you say of uh, your worldview here, because uh, I don't I don't think I have any uh, solid grasp on socialism in the rest of the world. I have more of an American view, uh, slightly European view, like you're saying, uh, first world countries. So, you know, yeah, it, exactly. it's such a it's a, just such a massive topic. I, I wouldn't recommend being a socialist to anyone. Because <laughs> it seems like a daunting task, I'll say that. Not only is it a huge investment, but all you get from it is like a history of failure and defeat, pretty it's, much. Exactly, exactly. And you know what? That's that's one of the that's like the polar opposite on the um, like the anarcho capitalist side of things, uh, which I don't even really subscribe to. I'd say I'd say I'm interested in some of those guys' ideas, but I probably fall more into like a minarchy position, like solidly where mm-hmm. I am now, and that has like total early opportunity US. To move. Uh, what are you saying? I'm, I'm saying my personal worldview. I'm saying of what I think might right. help the world out the most. Are, right, but what, what are there any examples of minarchy or? In no, no, like no, that's what I'm that trying to say right now to? is 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 essentially okay. my movement has the polar opposite of there's not many places you can point to where it's ever been tried. Like, right. It, yeah, it's 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 usually never gone to that extreme. Like it, it's, Ant- it's usually Antarctica. It, it starts out at its own extreme point and then gets worked down backwards in uh, another direction. And uh, often like the most extreme view of the anarcho-capitalist world is never gets tried. I feel like that's often an argument from socialism though, is that the actual like core attempt hasn't been tried, right? Like that's not something you often hear. Yeah, I, I mean, socialism is a very uh it's a word that's open to interpretation. It can have a lot of meanings. Yes. So, but but when people say socialism hasn't been tried, I, I mean, if we're going by Marx, communism hasn't been tried because communism is a is a worldwide thing. There's no money, there's no classes, all that stuff. But socialism, I mean, there's it's certainly been quite a lot of countries who have called themselves socialists 
have had uh, extreme economic differences to to capitalist countries that are focused on like uh, social welfare and that that have been referred to as socialists. So I, I would say that that's that's social. What else is socialism like? Yeah, I Hello? I've heard oh. I've heard that. I've heard that argument. <sighs> Sorry, dude. He was taking a fucking drag of a cigarette and I was taking a shot. Yeah. We're living some serious time. lives over here. <laughs> but I've 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 literally seen that the reverse of that argument where people are like, Well, those those European countries don't actually have socialism. It's just capitalism. But Oh, they, you they mean like like uh the the Scandinavian countries? Yeah, it's just like oh, capitalism, yeah. but they can afford social programs. Yeah, it's like well, yeah. I mean so that, is, that, that is, the, I would, I wouldn't call those countries socialists. They don't even call themselves socialists. No, no, yeah. Social I think we're all in agreement on the same thing. Those aren't socialist countries in any. Oh. But it's often. I get what Peter's saying. Where it's often one that somebody who's like Bernie Sanders, who's well educated on this and stuff, and usually a good representative of this, is pointing them out as like the countries that do that because they're good yep. examples of nice countries that people would want to probably live up to, but they're not in any way holding either of those ideals. They're not really capitalist. Yeah, they're not really socialist. One thing to else. be socially beneficial and have like social welfare programs. Yeah. But I mean, right. as far as like the definitions go, that, that gets murky. Yeah. Like it's, it's essentially you're have a major capitalist society that's done so well that they can afford to have a, um, a form of socialism to cover anyone who has it. It's like boomer socialism. Yeah. Like we're <laughs> hardcore capitalists and we could afford to take care of the people. Just those people, just the just the, just those one. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. So, it, it, yeah, I I wouldn't say there's a country really um out there trying. Well, maybe actually, maybe you could point me in a direction. There is. You know more about this than me, but uh, I don't. I don't think these are fair examples of socialism anywhere you can look in the world that I've seen. Uh, or so maybe you're not asking if I could point maybe, out a country that is socialist. Socialist. Um. Yeah. I. I guess. Yeah. Sure. Sure. So I, I would say, um, obviously, Cuba would be the, the most pure example. Um, Cuba, and Cuba as well, I, I take the view that that China and Vietnam are also socialist countries. See, because I hear either. I hear some arguments against those that they're like not Vietnam. I don't actually have any decent arguments against Vietnam. I don't know much of what's it's going just China on. system copy and pasted. OK, well, then more so for China. I mean, I do. It, it does doesn't seem like they necessarily in like a full social like core socialism uh type of scenario i mean they let the businesses more so do what they want and then at the end of the day nope. they jump in no no they do not the 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 government the communist party uh exercises huge control, control over the over the businesses so then they never uh, get say, well then that's all right, so so they do constantly have a full control. They don't really let anybody get away with certain things. It seems like there's a lot more repercussions from what I've seen in like, um, I mean, I've listened to specifically some um, business, uh, some like some podcasts on uh, Huawei and their, um, mm -hmm. yeah. So I listened to some of, uh, they were buying up a lot of uh, area in Canada and stuff. It was this, I don't know, it was this whole thing by the BBC. But um, they, they were essentially saying that, uh, I mean, it seemed like this country, is that a, you know maybe that maybe that's just a convenient um, option that China has to never admit that they're in control of those people, but they seem to have been doing some sketchy things. And China was like, "That's just someone who works for us." Whoops, weren't keeping track of them. No, yeah, that that's absolutely the case. the The large businesses, especially, uh, and the tech businesses, are uh, are hand in hand with the with the Chinese government. The they put the the Communist Party puts legally there has to be like 
a certain percentage of Communist Party members that have nothing to do with the business on the board of directors of businesses based on their size. So the largest ones, you know, they have a lot of uh, oversight and direction and generally just have to do uh, what the, what they're told. And even recently, they've they've tightened control. And so you think that's a better system that we should be aiming for? I mean, I think it's working for China. I, I don't know uh, exactly what what we should do in the United States. I don't know what would what would arise if if there was a socialist mo- successful socialist movement. Well, but I mean, for, how, how is it working for China? For China though? They, they certainly seem to benefit from that arrangement. Yeah. All right. So they so they seem to benefit from it. But I'm saying, how would you say they benefit from it? Like, um, who specifically benefits? Because um, I I've actually I've only met one Chinese person in my life, and you know what? I'll tell you, they <laughs> seem to love China. I don't know. That was it. <laughs> that's the only Chinese. That's the only like actual Chinese citizen I met in my life. They love China. I'll give you that. But um, I, I just, uh, I wonder. It seems like there's a lot more countries, and I know you say Western, and maybe that seems like a unified front. Um, they don't seem unified on everything, but they do seem unified on China. Um, you know, having a more of an. Uh, like less opinions getting out there. And from a, like a lot of the reporting I've seen from like other undercover journalists in there, it doesn't seem like they can talk about everything they want. And it doesn't seem like the population feels comfortable talking about whatever they want. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Free speech is definitely stifled in China. I, I don't think that's, that's a good thing, but, uh, it's, you know, the decision they, they've come to just based on, uh, the history of what's happened in Marxist Leninist countries that have, uh, you know, allowed free speech. It was usually used to subvert the government, which, you know, that's, that's not, that's not good. And it's not ideal. I, I, I like free speech. I think everyone should have free speech. Uh, but we also have a, a giant global empire that um, uh, pumps in, uh, you know, anti-government propaganda to every country that allows it to get in that doesn't uh, abide by its demands. I'm talking about the U S yeah, of course. I, I, I'm, I'm um, sorry. So, it's it's it, it it makes sense in a way to protect itself. Now now you asked um who benefits from from uh, China's strong government. Uh, so I'd say uh, rather than who benefits is uh, you'd you'd want to look at who doesn't benefit and who doesn't benefit is definitely the capitalist class the the ruling in the ruling America. class. Uh, it's it's pretty much at their expense and at the are same time. Are you talking time, about in America seen, or are you talking about? Just, just clarify oh, the, that part no, a little. The the Chinese capitalist class. So in the Chinese capitalist um, class, it doesn't benefit the. Oh, I'm sorry, it doesn't benefit the Chinese capital class in China. There we go. Right, it, it's it's at their expense. Like, um, whereas the the people, China's living standards have risen, you know, enormous or enormously and rapidly, uh, in in ways that I mean, you'd have to look at it closely. But I would say that's due to the. A high degree of state control over the economy. Well, uh, what do you what do you think that really means for like uh, like with the working? I'm or I'm sorry, not obviously the working class. I mean that's lower. I'm saying uh, the uh, the capitalist class. The um, what do, what do you think that like really means for like innovation under their country? Because China doesn't seem like a country that really creates much innovation. They seem to take, simplify, recreate, and 
you know, mass produce. They, they take like... They're like workhorses. Yes. Like they take outside ideas that I think tend to get developed in more capitalist countries where there's the influence to go for those things. And I think that might stifle their innovation in China. Like it does, I, I can't really think of the last product that like was right out of China other than making it faster and cheaper and usually 5G. by sacrifice. Uh, 5G? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that does. Yeah, that's a Huawei production. You're right. Yeah, there you go. Good one. Yeah, I mean, not like China isn't one of the oldest living empires and uh, worthy of like respect as far as their culture goes. But when I look at like what their government does, I don't consider that like socialism. I consider that like totalitarianism, like complete police state, like at least on like an economic scale. Also, I like that um, <laughs> you bring up as uh, China's most recent innovative technology is 5G. And like there's like a good 0.4% of our audience that just went <gasps> 5G. That's what makes Corona, right? Yeah. Turn me gay. <laughs> the frogs. Anyway. Yeah, that, that that's what turned me gay. It was the 5G. I'm gay now, guys. Sorry. Sorry, Dad. My doctor agrees. It's 5G. Uh, My doctor agrees all 5Gs. um, So, yeah, uh, in terms of uh, whether China's government is socialist, uh, they they think of themselves as socialists. They call themselves socialists. They teach Marxism in schools. Uh, You know, it's the same government that... uh, orchestrated the Chinese revolution and was, you know, pretty much a hardline communist country, communist governed socialist country, uh, until the, uh, until the mid seventies economic reforms. So, I mean, they consider themselves to be socialist. I- I'm sure there's, there's like a better, like an, a better ideal way of doing socialism than, but than what they do. isn't that just like a guy's like, I mean, like it's so easy to sell people on that. And then just take complete control because I'm very like, you know, I'm like pro-socialism in theory. But like every instance I've seen of it, like, well, at least with like communism and stuff, it's just it's just fucking another dictator trying to use a different ism as a way of convincing people to follow them. And and more so to that, I would say um, it seems like with a lot of like the socialist direction, there seems to be more of the support like you you feel like you're starting to support your neighbors by pouring more into these you know socialists like these 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 group issues and eventually i think it it seems to lead to it towards a representative speaking for a group of people and i do wonder if that group of people feels represented by the end of, or feels represented by the end of it uh, could you clarify what you mean by that with the representative? I'm saying, I'm saying right now, like out of China, it seems like, and I don't know if I'm blocked by my dictators or whatever, but it, it feels like they're one of the countries that information doesn't get to come in or out of as much as other countries. And with our, with our country, like you're saying, we're flooding a bunch of both pro, like both true information and completely false information to distract from our true information. But at the same time, it seems like there's a lack of information coming out of those countries. And I wonder if it's um, necessarily like the voice of the people at that point. Like once you can't hear from the people, how do you know it's their voice? So in terms of, yeah, in terms of information coming out, um, I truly don't think it's a, it's a socialism thing or it's even a government thing. You see it in, in every East Asian country, they don't, 
like share their personal issues with the world. It's it's kind of part of their culture. They don't like it's yeah. it's kind of seen as shameful to to have let like let's say issues with the Uyghurs in China. Um, they don't like release a lot of information about it just because it's it's just it, I don't know it's not done it's it's not done in Korea either it's not done in Japan China, yeah China is very proud they I they mean. are they are but it's not it's not a 100% cohesive culture that like is solidified in that thought. yeah China itself is such a massive country that there's no way to really unify the, uh, well, yeah, thought it's, process they've done a better job of it than anybody but I'm saying specifically like dissenting individuals do not have an opportunity it seems like to speak up because it's not like like it's not like it's zero percent of the country there's got to be at least one percent that doesn't agree with this thing like you've had dissenters forever like y you get spies eventually from China trying to subvert their government you know and it doesn't seem like that would come from a pool of like 13 individuals it seems like it'd come from a larger percent of the populace and um i don't feel like you get to hear from any of those people afterwards and maybe maybe there's such an extreme minority once everybody gets to live there you know you know chinese government once everybody's satisfied in that and the majority of people are maybe it is such a minority but i just feel like not hearing any of it is kind of sketchy it seems like those voices are stifled on purpose yeah, China, China uh, de definitely controls heavily what, what comes in and out of their country in terms of information and in terms of you know, commodities. But um, no, yeah, that, that's that's absolutely correct. I mean, it's not like they it's not like no dissent is allowed being fair, but but certainly they're they're, they're they don't have the level of free speech that we have. Um, yeah, exactly. But uh, doesn't that become an issue where uh, I'm saying with free speech isn't able to radiate to the people? I mean, how do you inspire these ideas when they might be more core to what other people decide? Like, you can say that these voices are, you know, controlled by this larger government that has decided, you know, mainly like, like, let's, let's, let's use Alex Jones as the example, the, the, the main dissenter, you know, let's just say there's the Chinese Alex Jones and he's speaking out. And uh, yeah, sure, I mean, a lot of his ideas are fucking bullshit and just awful, but whether or not he deserves to be stifled just because it's going up against the government and like, I don't know, I just feel like there's more people out there that are able to tackle this guy head on and make him look foolish and sustain like a more normalized version of what everyone agrees on than the government stepping in and saying that's wrong thought. No, I, I I agree with you, but but here's the thing: is if you look at the history of free speech as a concept and as a a law, um, it it's not the default for countries. So it's not like every country normally has free speech until some government comes in and cracks down on it. It was a a uh, yeah, you know western really Western European phenomenon that came about uh, during you know the Renaissance and and afterwards. Um, part of liberal philosophy, which is again not the default in the world. So when you when you see countries that you know went from basically a a feudal uh, peasant society straight into like a modern uh, industrial economy, um, the, like the, the, obviously life gets better for everyone, but but they're they're not necessarily going to adopt all these. It would be better if they if they adopted free speech, but. It, it doesn't really make economic sense for them you, to just suddenly... Are you suddenly... saying that it was just such not a thing in their culture that it never even became a question? It's not something they looked for, and it wasn't something they needed. It, it's such a small minority that it never even... And that, and that really, I mean, kind of going with your point, 
would sound like why they were able to achieve that over there. And they're not able to achieve that in most of the Western world because those were ideals, you know? Yeah. So, uh, China definitely looks to the West for, you know, inspiration or advice and, and sees what works and what doesn't work. And, uh, definitely like by default, most world governments outside of Europe and the U S and such, uh, basically see allowing dissent and criticism of the government as, uh, like a weakness. Uh, You're saying a lot so, of the citizens see it that way? What's that? You're saying a lot of the like uh, population sees it that way as dissenting against the government is a form of weakness because it will weaken your government and your country and your country won't be as successful. Are you saying that? Yeah, I, I would okay. say that's definitely closer to, to what the historical default is. Which is weird because I feel like a lot of Western European uh, philosophy is based on openly criticizing your government so yes. that it constantly improves. Yes. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's one of the cornerstones of, of liberal philosophy. I don't know, man. I kind of like that criticizing the government once, man. <laughs> yeah, I feel what you mean, though, uh, Jared, when you say that about it not being the default because, like, 400 was. years is not a long time in, mm -hmm. like, the span of human evolution, so for like entire cultures to adopt this whole new way of doing things, including like when you take into account the, uh, the amount we've progressed technologically, like 200 years ago, what percentage of the world could actually read the newspaper or 300 right. years ago? And then by the time like the majority of people could, there's all these complex problems going on that humans never saw com coming. <laughs> they had been going on. We just were able to understand them for the first time well yeah but the, again with like the rise of industrialization and stuff there's like entire new problems that you know people are f just reading about and stuff well i right. i mean i i personally think like these real two like these two worldviews really come down to two separate things is focus on the group as a majority and focus on what's good for like the greater good like the most of us mm -hmm. like what we can do there or sure what's greater for the individual and the individual with that thinking like they're not necessarily saying like what's good for the 49 percent or the fucking you know the less of us it's more so saying the argument is if it starts at the individual then the individual will be taken care of and we can work our way up from there like we we all take not necessarily even just taking care of ourselves but the focus is on the individual and the individual maintaining their rights and right. their ability to pursue happiness speak what they want like all, all all those kind of things like all the things that make an individual feel comfortable living in this world we should be going out of our way to do that and i see uh the left side as going for the majority but the majority also going for um they it's like kind of like polar it's it's like a weird like dynamic because the like the right wing, they want to go for individual rights, but they think by defending into individual rights, they're defending the majority of rights because there's so many individual opinions. And the majority feels like if we defend the majority of rights, but then pursue the minority, like making all the trans arguments, making like arguments against like are not against, um, you know, pro um, doing things for like minorities in America and stuff. I'm saying like they go for the smaller voices, but they try to add them up to the majority and say, don't worry, we're going to solve all your needs. If we go by the main game plan for the 50% or the 51%, if all of you get on board with that with the 51% idea of what's going to go on, we're going to get everything solved. I don't know. No. Yeah. Again, uh, 
individualism, even in Europe, um, didn't really uh, develop. You know, it wasn't there immediately. The 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 base like state of humanity. So if you look back at the beginning of civilization, people were tribal. They were in tribes, and then a society became bigger they they you know became collectivistic which is what you're describing the opposite of individualistic um individualism is a kind of a historical anomaly in that sense because it only really came about in western europe and only at a high level technological technological development and uh and you know wealth um so so for the the common thread with with socialist countries is uh, the revolution happens in an incredibly poor, backwards nation, and that nation then develops extremely quickly. It becomes industrialized, you know, very quickly. Um, but it's not; it doesn't industri- like like so. Western Europe and the U.S. industrialized over the periods of of hundreds of years, so there was a lot of like cultural development and stuff, but. But the, like you see in in even the ex-socialist countries like the Eastern Bloc, Eastern Europe, um, their culture is way further back than ours. Like if you're using the progressive narrative, like wait, they're wait, they're more Eastern, traditional. They're, the Eastern they're Bloc, more religious. Um, with the they're Eastern, not like, wait, I'm sorry, I just want to cut you off because the Eastern yeah. Bloc, the Eastern Bloc would be um, that would be yeah. the uh, Soviet, or I'm sorry, the uh, communist side, right? Communist was yeah. Yeah, towards yeah, of course, in Western. But yeah, anyway, sorry. All right, so um, you would say they're behind in uh, to 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 use the phrase loosely. Yeah, like they're not like ex-communist countries uh, that were part of the USSR circle. Yes, generally don't support like you know gay rights. They don't. They're not as individualistic as we are. They're not. Yeah. Uh, you know, they don't have all these. Uh, Things that are kind of a I, yeah, hallmark I of Western ex, culture. I, I visited one ex-USSR country, and everybody made it um, kind of a point of their day to say I looked very yeah. Jewish. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Racial uh, awareness and racial uh, attitudes are very different, but that's how it used to be everywhere. Is the thing? I was more concerned. I didn't know if they thought I had money because I looked Jewish, or if it was because they knew I was from America. Like they definitely knew I had yeah. money, though. Just one way or the other. <laughs> But uh, they were nice people. I really liked them. Anyway, sorry. I don't know what kind of sidebar that is. Yeah. Um, I, I lost my train of thought. I'm very sorry about that. Uh, Are you Jewish? Uh, I don't know. I've never taken like a DNA test thing and my dad was adopted. We don't really know. Yeah. I don't. I didn't find I out I was so. until like age 24. My mom bought me a 23 and me. I was like, whoa. Oh, actually, we've had this conversation before. I actually, I just remember oh, this. Really? Yeah, no, no, no. Just from you saying that. Yeah, no, I told you, because I told you this when I got back from Ukraine. I was like, everybody thought I was very Jewish. <laughs> I don't know. We, we did. We had a, I don't know. We talked about it on Facebook. But um, yeah, I don't know. Sorry. Sorry. I sidebarred you there. Yeah, but I, I, I get what you're saying. The uh, You were saying uh, a lot of the countries from the um, USSR were like, older communistic ideas have a uh, less progressive mindset on things like homosexuality and all those things. I don't know. Yeah. And social issues. Yes. Social issues. Um, exactly. So yeah, uh, one of the main ones, you, homosexuality, not the only social issue, but one of them. <laughs> yeah. I can't think of the other ones, but um, yeah, they're more traditional societies because they were basically feudal and then suddenly had a uh, socialist revolution and developed a lot. And then, here they are. Whereas Western Europe had, 
you know, hundreds of years of, of capitalism and cultural development to get where, get to where they are. So are you suggesting, I'm sorry, go ahead. um, My, my point, I guess, is that like, I, 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 I think the U S should be socialist, but I don't see U S socialism as being anything Chinese socialism or Russian socialism or anything like that, because the U S is, it was formed around, you know, freedom and it would, it would emphasize that freedom. It would have freedom of speech. It would have, you know, Oh, so you're saying, so you're suggesting that the um, United States-based socialism from the convenient point that we're at might actually be the best attempt at socialism yet just because of the mindset of the people. Oh, no doubt. Oh, that's no cool. doubt at all. That's cool. That's not what I understood it as. Yeah, I feel like we're kind of set up for that already. Like literally just basically like social security and just like the fucking, the most basic welfare programs we have like SNAP and... Mm-hmm. Uh, unemployment like just that if it was robust enough like would ca- like that's enough like quote socialism for me like but doesn't it doesn't it currently like i mean we we see a lot of the problems it leads to with i mean just um i mean just like the fraud that goes on within those kind of things right now but that's yep. purely american because in most is like, the fraud too <laughs> in a lot of countries like like americans they're on like welfare and like yeah well then, why would it work Xbox here better? Games. If like, I don't know, like I've like, like my mom's explained to me, and like other countries, like and people she knows from Ireland who have been on social security, or I mean, uh, unemployment, they get crazy good benefits. They get put in like a little house, and they're out of it as soon as possible because they don't want to be there. It's 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 like a cultural yeah. mindset where they don't. They don't mind like leaking. But I think you know? we're we're adopting that attitude of where it's okay to yeah it, that that's how I'm saying that is how it's fucking always described. It's always described of this like cultural mindset that it won't be the relied upon thing. And I know uh, specifically you told because me because it's with, not except anywhere but like America. Like I guess uh, I, I I don't know. It 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 just doesn't seem to have been attempted in too many places for it to be claimed that the only place, like where, maybe maybe it's a mindset, but there's a large group of people that feel differently. I mean, like a huge portion of the world, and I'm 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 just like I mean, just because like some people choose to abuse unemployment doesn't mean everyone does, and in most parts of the world. Yeah, if you're on unemployment, then yeah, you're like you're like a loser. You don't want to be like that. Well, I don't know about right, Ireland right. specifically. I I know that that it would be thought of that way, but it doesn't seem like it is thought of that way in every single country. Uh, from what I've seen of like people claiming their benefits, it's 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 not. There's there's a huge portion of the populace that's reliant on it outside of even this country. But I, maybe maybe I'm wrong on those numbers. I don't know if you if you can if you think that people are going to abuse uh, state social welfare programs more than like capitalist fucking millionaires are going to abuse shit like that. Well, it's not it's not even that. It's that it's that I believe that while abusing this program, this program becomes solidified as the solution, and while it's failing because it's supplying the abusers. But no, no one's solidifying as a solution. Well, Everyone no, no. knows it's it's only temporary until there's no need for the solution. Not really because i don't think everyone sees as an end coming to this like i definitely i think it's a nice thing to think about that there might be an end to the need of welfare but i definitely don't see it as a something coming in this next decade it could just it could i yeah 
but I don't believe it even for a second. Because, yeah, because people are greedy. I guess, but I I, I don't know. That's like, literally what it comes down to. Well, it also, I mean, it comes down to that, and it also comes down to the fact that the people receiving, like, I mean, are you saying the people giving or the people receiving are greedy? Um, what? I'm saying, I'm saying that, I'm saying that there's enough resources on Earth for everyone to live well above the standard we live now. And the fact that the resources are held in a specific amount of hands are is the reason that there is still like poverty in this world. Yeah, and I, I'm saying yeah, and that's I, a choice. That's a literal yeah, choice. Yeah, yeah, by that could be a people. literal choice if that's literally the way it 100 percent was. But there's a very different and it is view. We could have no, it's not. This 200 no. years ago. Yeah, we could have. Yeah, that and it would have been all that simple, and we would have just done it by now. It would have been. Yeah, these millionaires would have made just like literally almost like. A fra- like a fraction of as it's much as they simple. made and lived that, that much. And we didn't do it by choice. Yes, it is that simple. It's and we didn't do it hum- by choice. Humans are inherently greedy. Uh, I, I see another worldview that completely contradicts that, but oh, all right. Like, I, I, it's, I don't think it's that simple. I, I would I would agree with Tom on, on that. It's, it's not by choice. I think it's just how uh, the system works, that, that wealth gets that concentrated. And I think it agrees with this. That's the way the system works, where you can say that one country is going to choose to go the way they are. And even if that's the way they're influenced, that's the way they are. And I don't think there's ever been a single opportunity of that. And even if you can say it's the country stepping in, I definitely don't think we're in one where we could have chosen done it. Like, I don't think Bill Gates, like, tips his hat one day and we all fucking solved world peace. Because boy, Bill Gates could have spent $500 million trying to end world hunger. Yeah, and he could have misappropriated it like we did for the entire 90s. All right, we didn't really solve Africa's hunger problems. We just pitched money at the fucking fire until it made it worse. But you can't just like claim Compare that because that some we don't fucked know up thing the we outcomes. Didn't know. Yes, exactly. That's the point. Is saying it would be the solution doesn't at all take into account that every single solution we've offered has never had the intended outcomes. If we had the intended outcomes, we would have been solved by now. It's not that simple. It's definitely not that simple. Well, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's you. You definitely can't solve it in in a few different regulations. I'm just saying, if Bill Gates wanted to end hunger, he wouldn't have bought a five hundred million dollar yacht. Well, he probably wouldn't have spent as much money as he did on vaccines. But half the world thinks he that spent he's thirty doing million dollars on vaccines. That's and it. He spent five, and that was money that he got from other people. Well, then I have no idea why people are attacking him for this vaccine because there's no money at all. It was the Gates Shit. Foundation. They raised thirty million, and then the, and the then next week he spent five hundred million on. And that was all tax free. Exactly. Yeah. And not so, like I'm anti Bill Gates. Like I think he's an all right guy. Like he's not the worst, but like like come on. Like if you're gonna brag about your foundation, don't No, I, I just million. love it. It's like he doesn't give enough and then on the other side he's also doing too much and like controlling the world. There's no winning, I yeah. guess. Poor has, Bill Gates. Yeah. <laughs> Say Bill Gates I mean, I guess money doesn't solve everything. In, in like global health initiatives, it, he has he's He's like the single most influential person. He has he has his hands in everything. Yeah, he's like the third richest dude in the world after Elon Musk. Now that just happened. Elon Musk passed the, surpassed them as the uh, second most valuable person in the world. Yep, that's got to be a blow. Probably. That makes sense because I I see like twenty people in Seattle driving Teslas. Yeah, I, I do 20, see a lot. 20. I see a lot more Teslas out than I see freaking Gates books. <laughs> Microsoft doesn't even have a car. What are you guys doing? The Xbox Microsoft car. <laughs> the X car. 
I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go into the go into the store and getting a Microsoft Energy. Yeah, shout out Bill Gates though. Come on the show. Shout out to Bing search engine. Yeah, still going strong. He's literally just dumping money into that. Yeah, but honestly, I mean, like, he could have been dumping money into that a lot more if it weren't for the fact that, uh, I mean, they tried to uh, call him Monopoly, like, back in the day. They came in, tried to, like, separate his ass and, like, spread it out to all these other companies. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. <laughs> you can't say separate his ass? Uh, no, spread it out. I didn't even, I don't know. <laughs> I fucked it. Dude, he got gaped. <laughs> Bill Gapes. <laughs> Bill Ghosty. <laughs> Oh uh, shit! If we had episode titles for this other than the fucking name of the host or the name of the guest, we'd fucking be calling this one Bill Gates. <laughs> Bill Gates. <laughs> I'm gonna make a goatsy Photoshop of Bill Gates. <laughs> Bill Gates. It's just his wallet getting stretched open. I'm just saying though. I I don't know, man. I I think if we didn't interfere with like, I wonder what the Windows Phone would have been compared to the iPhone. It's not, it's not great. And it also wouldn't have been, I mean, I guess it's not ideal to have a uh, one person working. Like we're not in a perfect capitalist society, so I can't really make my arguments. It's not good for a guy like that to have as much money as he does without a perfect capitalist society, utopia, all those fucking words to mean it'll never come true. Yeah, I know. Anyway, I'm saying you're not, you're not going to get that when you're dealing with a person with like that much money dealing with the system that he's in. But at the same time, I mean, I, I would like to see a system that offers somebody who's offering that much potential to people like inventing the personal computer. I mean, not not the uh, and I know there's more people that go into that. Like it wasn't just him. So there's that argument of, you know, it should be distributed to the workers. Now we have this great man who did everything himself and he gets all the money and no other guy who fucking soldered and came up with the fucking chip gets any of it. But. I, I don't know. I, I, I tend to see in business that's not the way it goes. It tends to be the organizer, Bill Gates, someone like him, goes up a lot higher, but a lot of the other talent tends to be paid handsomely. And I think it offers potential for innovation, unlike you know some countries that I feel stifle it by offering everybody an equal opportunity and um, kind of like squandering the incentive for certain people's talents. Um. Well, I, I just like to say, in, in terms of uh, technology, uh, technology, in terms of like basic technological innovations, like the the internet or you know transistors, things like that, um, most of that, is, is like in the 20th century, it was done through the state and then sold or given to private companies to improve on. Like but, they would, uh, they would offer a grant and uh, to a certain company, just kind of uh, similar to how this vaccine was developed. Like the money was offered out there. It was a lot of programs that no, were asking for advances. No, it was, it was done by, by the state, by state employed uh, scientists. Yeah, almost all like technology that we use and enjoy was created by like NASA 30 years before we ever got it. Yeah, or the uh, uh, military. A lot of it was military stuff. So um, China, how big is their military, Jared? Second biggest. Good, good question. Yeah, it's probably the second biggest. In the world, I think statistically, yeah, it's just second right behind us. But we are, I know, so fucking far behind. I mean, uh, ahead, behind or ahead? ahead? Yeah, I was gonna say ahead. We're like yeah, almost yeah. more ahead than our deficit that we I owe know. to China. Yeah, like the the first biggest air force in the world is the United States Air Force. The second is the United States Navy. We got a lot of boat, uh, a lot of planes. Yeah, 
We're we're the global empire. No one even comes close, I, and no one even tries to. Because why bother? I won't argue with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so so, how about that sports team? I'm sorry. I won't argue with that. <laughs> Not that sports team. No, I, I mean I think that's that's why I want to have this conversation. I think there's plenty that we agree on. Um, I just I just personally I I tend to see it in a way that I think the uh, focus on individual rights is going to lead towards more prosperity in the world than uh, the focus on the 51%, because I think often the 51% can become an oppressive majority. So is there, uh, in your head, is there a version of socialism that would be compatible with individual rights? Um, yes, a voluntary socialism, uh, basically one that alongside the uh, free society that doesn't have to volunteer in any of that. Like there's a nation that offers that opportunity to people to display alongside the capitalist types or whatever they want to be, uh, the agorist types, the uh, hell, whatever the fuck they want to be, you know, uh, the uh, anarcho monarchist or uh, monarchists or whatever. You want to go be the king of your own fucking corner go ahead i don't i don't give a shit the point is not taking any of these ideologies and imposing them on anyone who doesn't agree with them like you said vote with your feet so you got to move yes vote with your feet the the point would be you would have to probably move which is absolutely unrealistic for like the vast majority of human beings (laughs) but it it does it does seem to be uh unrealistic but if the entire country had a dispute over the course of 10 years you could separate yourselves further and there's already these projects going on similar to the free state project where they are going to do more things to help people out to bring them to the ideology so if there's all these you know resource-based people like the bill gates who you know, believe in something like I assume they might separate out to a country. If they don't, maybe they, say they all go to Norway and we're all left in like some third world that's dividing itself. It might be difficult. And, but if there's anyone who actually believes in these things, if they want to go to a place, which I feel like there'll be plenty of capitalist minds that would definitely agree to attempt to create this society. I mean, at worst, it's the most exploitive thing on the world, right? We just turn into like the worst imperialistic society and take over everything. I mean, right? Like that's the worst case scenario in like a hardcore capitalist society, you know, terrible. But um, for you guys, <laughs> yeah. anyway, um, so I'm saying on the opposite, you then get to go and convince the Bill Gates to come to your side and create your own like side of this uh like basically i'm i'm talking about an east and west germany split just like how it went last time and like you were saying before like it's led to some setbacks but i think right now where where we are in technology just like you do with uh the future of your socialistic society i think you could attempt that in one part of the country we could attempt it on the other and more so within the anarchist society there could be a division of where you have to get up and move your feet. And I think there could be more people accommodating from the things I understand in this ideology of how much people would be accommodating into getting more people in their workforce and maybe supplying them for like, like we're getting into like a a completely utopia, like place that doesn't really exist is when I start going into this, but I'm saying, yes, that's all we talk about. (laughs) I know, but I'm saying I do see as opportunity for capitalist society to, be able to sustain themselves with that opportunity to vote with your feet and move versus a leftist ideology that uh, tends to bring or is going to try to bring egalitarianism to all people within there. But like, I mean, like my version of leftist politics is, is literally the same as your, like, I guess, capitalist version, except like 
I guess you would assume that there's no one out to exploit the system, which is... Well, no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm absolutely assuming there are people out to exploit the system. And that's why the voting with your feet exists in my area. I'm saying you move from one place to the other. Yeah, but that's such an isolated fucking thing. Like, no one can do that. Oh, like, who, I'm can, saying, who can do I'm that? I'm saying hopefully this country can understand that it's come to the disagreement that 50% of the country feels one way, 50% of it feels the other. And we can split off into those two sides. And within those, I feel like the rightist society will be more open to the idea of you moving within area to area if we split up the country. Like, we're describing having to split up the country, which doesn't really work. We're more likely to have a civil war. So, like, I'm describing something that could never exist. However, if we split the country right down the middle somehow and it worked out perfectly and all the lefties went out west and all the righties went out east and like whatever you fucking if we broke it down i feel like there'd be more opportunity for movement and decision of what goes on with your freedoms within the right side versus the left side would try to be a unified force and try to get everybody on board with the same ideas whether or not they disagreed with it and i feel like we saw this in east and west germany where eventually but you know what i'm getting i'm getting ahead of it because we're talking about right now we're talking about two completely like in our mind ideologies because socialism hasn't worked yet and libertarianism hasn't worked even closely yet so yeah because we're only in the year 2020 so i'm saying splitting into those two ideologies i think it's doable i mean that was originally the case with east and west germany that they were uh east germans were originally allowed to move to west germany but their uh their starting points were so unequal that like so West Germany had, uh, you know, money pumped into it through the Marshall Plan, uh, and it was already the richest part of Germany, much, much, much more industrialized, whereas East Germany was most land, had a few factories, but the factories were dismantled and taken back to the Soviet Union in order to uh, recoup from their, from the Nazi invasion. Um, so you had uh, basically all the people, the East Germans with, with like higher education moving to West Germany to, you know, get richer, get a better job yep. and stuff like that. So... I, I don't, I don't, and then obviously they built the wall and didn't allow people but to get out anymore. Doesn't that seem um, like a like immediate like scream from the depths of people that they want to pursue more? What's that? Like I'm saying, like with with that being the issue right there, if they're coming over from East Germany, doesn't that seem like the people within there, even if they agreed with the system before, like they split off in a smaller country in a way that they could decide? I understand that the capitalist side. So you're saying, all right. Maybe, maybe I have this wrong because you're saying the mm. capitalist side had much more to offer unfairly ahead of time. So with the deck completely scaled towards their side, it was impossible for anybody to really react well on the leftist side. Is that what you're saying? Um, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if I would use the word unfair, I'm, but I'm, yeah, I'm the, the Western to, part yeah, of Germany, even before that. World War II, was always much, much, much richer. Like, yeah, and, the people who knew what was going on were going to essentially pick the winning with the winning team but i don't I mean everyone like berlin everyone who lived in berlin could just see um the 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 massive difference but do you feel so in america though that that's the case though like because right now i feel like it seems like the right wing supposedly it doesn't feel like it to the right wingers supposedly the uh corporate side is on the right wing right that's that's the argument and then it seems like the vast minority, like poor people, are on the right wing. It, it doesn't uh, seem like that. in the United States. Yeah, I'm saying in the United States. Like I'm saying, if you go out to like the 
red states and stuff, they're living much worse than the majority of people in blue states. The majority of people in blue states seem to be living pretty good, which could be an argument for it, you know, right there. But um, the majority of people in blue states seem to be living better than the people in red states who tend to believe if they were left to their own devices, them and the rich people could figure it all out. Um, I see. It's, I, I couldn't tell you exactly what red state Republicans believe. I don't know. If they're, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I get the feeling that uh, they they would support a lot of policies that could be considered socialist. But it's, I think the the Republican Democrat divide is more cultural or even it is, tribal. It is extremely cultural, and that's what I'm saying. Is with the cultural divide being more leaning towards like culturally poor on the right side. Like I I, I would say that it leans more that way than Democrat. Like if you just if you disperse the money evenly, right? Like there's probably the lowest common denominator, like the poorest person probably votes Democrat in this country, in the United States, right? But also the richest persons tend to, right? Like, um, I I don't know if you don't see it that way. I don't know. You're, you're, uh, maybe that's not true. But I, I do see it that way as the richest people in the United States tend to vote left and the poorest people in the United States tend to vote left. And then the medium, um, pretty rich, like rich, definitely rich, like money rich, but fucking um, middle class. And then um, a lot of uh, some of like the really desolate poor people, like not welfare, poor people, like Virginia, poor people, like shack, poor people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It like it's yeah, no, like- the, the vast majority of uh, I think uh, the poverty stricken people actually vote Republican. Yes. And that, uh, that makes sense. The to ones me that aren't black. What? The ones that aren't black. Black poor exactly. people. But that seems to also come from a completely different dynamic, too. But it also comes from because the more available education is, the more liberal-leaning uh, a populace is. Like, and it, that it, just comes with it. It also comes from the, the Democratic Party and everyone who, who associates with it uh, being incredibly condescending to, uh, to those people. To people yes. who live you know, in the center of the country. Yeah. Yes. Or Republican. And, and, general I, and I think the Republican Party actually has less of a problem with that, man. Do they pander? They're like, hey, y'all, how about I steal your check? And they're like, you, you ever hear of Jesus? I love me some Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Let's make sure to, to keep in mind that most Americans do not vote and do not identify with either party. Exactly. Yeah. That's the vast majority is, is both parties are shit. But it's like the Republicans being like, you be proud of your poverty and Democrats being like, you're not one of them poverty people. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. I, I mean, it, it sort of is that, but I mean, it tends to be what it seems like is it's uh, lower rich people arguing with middle-class people and upper poor people about <laughs> what it is to be part of this like middle section. And then the richest pandering to the lowest and screaming that you need more. And I, I don't know. It, it to me, it feels like that 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 middle section seems to understand each other better, and the only argument against it is that that lower part of the middle section is a bunch of rubes who doesn't really understand what they're getting told. And I, I don't know, man. I I, I really I, see rich people yelling that you deserve more, though. Oh uh, well, I don't, you don't watch a lot of right wing media. <laughs> well, right wing media is a bunch of rich people screaming that you deserve more. Well, I mean, like I read Fox way. and like Newsweek and OAN and In the worst like, way. Now there, I, I mean, um, 
I don't know why you see more, you see more left wing, like rich people doing that outside of like virtual signal, like where they're not like, it's well known that they're making all their money up on the back end. Like, I, I, like that guy who, who's that guy running Kasich, Kasich Trump hated him. That guy fucking fronted his own bill. That guy seemed like he was out there for the actual working American trying to make their own. Yeah, I don't think I know who you're talking about. Well, he was the he was in 2016 election. He was third place in the Republican Party. Yeah, not very cool. I know. Yeah, I don't. I don't, dude. 2016 was so long ago. Point being, it was a self-funded billionaire that came out and was speaking for the working people, and that message seemed to get drowned out in the same way that everything else would when it's actually speaking for the working people. Like, I mean, like, yeah, anyone can act like they're speaking for the working people. They can, but I'm saying, yeah, like, I don't know who you're talking about. But the difference is, the difference is, is Trump was acting like he's speaking for the working people, and then you had Kasich, who probably fucking was, yeah, who, (laughs) and that's what gets drowned out. That's my point is the actual guy who's doing it. And it seems like more of the right-wing movement is actually people from these smaller, large monies fighting for people with the medium, large monies and, like, doing that. And meanwhile, it seems like the Democratic Party tends to be the richest people in the country, pandering to the poorest people in the country, and the poorest people in the country are constantly being influenced to just keep up the status quo of being the poorest people in the country. And sometimes it's, like, tough, and it's your own thing, but half the time, it's just, it's kind of a uh, conditioned, like, affection. Like, they, they, they're they taught to be this way. And if oh, it, no. and if you're, like, I, I know you were arguing with me last week, or not arguing with me, you were, you were pointing at me. Do we argue, like, constantly? Well, yeah, but the, the point you threw at me was uh, me being on uh, unemployment this long during corona. Part of the reason this won't work. Hmm. I'm saying, I know that's part of the reason why this shouldn't exist. Like what? Just I, I I'm yeah. Saying, that, <laughs> just kidding. I'm just I'm saying like yeah, just receiving these benefits and stuff. It's just absolutely. I can't go back to my job right now. Like the job I had before this made a hundred bucks less. So when I'm looking for jobs, they have to make the same amount I am, or I'm fucking myself. So I'm looking for jobs online right now. Yeah, but they but all again, make two hundred dollars less a month. People who are receiving these benefits aren't making enough. Like. I know because you are making like maybe minimum wage. I know plenty of people who are struggling on unemployment. And I know because your experience I've been, tells I've been you six that months on it. Bad. I've been six months on it without the actual stimulus relief, right? The lowest, lowest possible. Yeah. The lowest possible one, six months straight. Yeah. You could make it th- the rest of your life on this shit. How much do you make? Because I know people who are paying mortgages. 270. That's literally like nothing. Like I yes, know, I know, I know. But if you want to have a mortgage, you have to work. That's the point. Like you're not supposed to be on welfare and paying a mortgage. I don't know how you're comparing or, those two. Things. I don't know or how you're comparing that because the people are out of work. Like what are you trying to the say? Point, yes, I'm put out of work, which is why I feel I deserve this money. However, the point being, unemployment pays way too fucking much. The majority of the time, you can survive off this money. And it, that's the point. You're supposed to be able to survive until you can find money. That's why you have to prove that you're looking for work and that you're applying at places. All of that is suspended this year because of COVID. Buddy, I type you the words web search that. once a week. That's it. I type into a box web search. You don't have to prove anything during COVID. Like, I don't know what you would think. Like these and got a guy down the street who's been on it for like five years now. Like it's, it's now. It's just, he just keeps claiming it. All right. 
I don't know. If your whole worldview is based on people just being shitty, like... I, it is. Absolutely. My whole worldview is based on people being shitty. I think that's the thing that's missing a lot of the time. And that's why I don't, I don't at all have a problem with the left wing. I think the left wing often views people to be good. They're pretty shitty. Like, we have a lot of examples. Yeah, I, I, I view people as good in general. Yeah, I view people I, as mostly. I honestly don't don't see the yeah. problem with what you guys are talking about. With I don't like people taking advantage of unemployment. Like, oh no, absolutely. I don't see the problem with it either because the thing oh. is, I don't view you should have to have that money taken out of your account. So you shouldn't have to have that taken from you. And uh, I'm not going to explain it for you, but I don't I don't see any problem with anyone taking it from because anytime you work, money's taken out of your account. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, and right. like people have been working. To pay for you to not work. Yeah, but I, the guy I'm talking about down the street hasn't worked ever. Yeah, but why? Like, I okay, maybe the state we live in has a few weird laws you can work around. And that's no excuse for... Let me just say one thing really quick. Uh, taxes don't pay for unemployment. All taxes collected, income taxes, are just deleted by the government. And then they print out money. They can print out as much money as they want. Yeah, except that money has to be based on you being reliable, which is why Zimbabwe isn't exactly like the bank of the world. So we don't really have an infinite amount of that. No, it's not an infinite amount, but you can... Basically threaten people for a long time with your tanks to mean your money means something. But no, we're actually at a position where our money means nothing to anyone except a threat. Like, you know this. There's a reason we're in all these countries. There's a reason we're in 144 countries oh, right now yeah. in military bases is to let them the all know power. that we t- took enough loans to put a stranglehold on the rest yeah, of the Yeah, our world. money's backed by the Pentagon. That's all it is. Yes. But that, that literally doesn't no. excuse the mindset of like abusing a system that's meant to help people. Exactly. Which is why we shouldn't have the ability to abuse it. No, that we should have these systems mm-hmm. because uh, there's millions of people who need it. And because there's like a thousand people who don't and abuse it, I don't see the justification. Yeah, for not but using them. a number like a thousand's like way below even the number you really realize. So. Well, yeah, then the the number yeah, that I realize like, of people who like need it is exponentially like. Yeah, but we're talking about three percent of the country who hangs out and does nothing. We're talking about seventeen percent of the country who occasionally every six months gets a job, and we're talking about you know fifty percent of the country probably making more than they deserve. I don't know, like being productive, but like. At the same time, no, it's it's a, it's a lot of people who make an absurd amount of money supporting people who do nothing. Like, they, mm. they, they, they don't. Like, I'm saying, if you look at it statistically, there's, like, 20% of the country who stays at home all day. Like, one in five people. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. It's, it's pretty close to that. I'm, I'm, I'm sure your statistics are spot on. I, that's, that doesn't sound anywhere close to you? Not really, no. And I mean, given all the context, like we talk about all the time, you can just throw statistics around and they mean literally nothing. Yeah, I know. But you need to look at how many jobs were lost, like during the 08 collapse, right? We lost like a major, like I have like two guys that hang out around like. The- yeah. Again, the entire thing about this unemployment situation is not ideal, but you can't just make a complete argument against well, the argument- unemployment because this entire idea was the real. It was the right wing's idea. Yeah, but the argument is if it was intentional. The argument is if it's intentional. 
intentional to literally ruin our economy and plunge us into even more debt that we can handle? Yeah, yeah that sounds no, like a to great plunge fucking us further psyop. into the extended economy that they were already developing, which had people year after year after year losing their job and finding themselves in government assistance, which we're finding ourselves in an economy that loans everything out to foreign countries to build everything. So why do we need to be paying for unions that go and secure a decent wage for a person that fucking uh, makes basically a product that they can build in Japan for half the cost and just screw us out of it. Yes, we're in undepend like we're an unnecessary workforce at this point. And over this time they're convincing us to just take whatever keeps us alive so it doesn't seem like they're starving the US into a third world country. But a higher percentage of us every single day are going on welfare. So yeah. Like essentially like we're loaning our labor out to the Chinese which I guess has given us a 20 year break. Like it gave our parents a nice time, but over the next generation, no, there's, there's not a lot of wealth getting developed in this country and the constant loan of we'll shoot you isn't going to work out forever. No, absolutely. A lot of our, our, our workforce is basically just surplus population because of how the world is organized economically. Yeah, so starving them out, ruining their businesses and all this other bullshit doesn't really seem to affect the people who are making the changes. They're just going to burn us out and they don't really give a fuck. They don't care where we end up. We're dying from corona. We're dying from fucking diabetes. We're dying from fucking cancer. What the fuck do they care about us in any sense? They get their labor from China. We're essentially a tax cattle. What if they just kill us off with McDonald's? What the fuck should they care about us? So, no, absolutely. The, the The ruling class is international. It doesn't care about the people of any individual country. In this country specifically, why you're having such a populist revolution in the U.S. is because they know it's happening. They know they're getting left behind. They were the ones who started the fucking game. They were the ones who were benefiting the most from it. And now that it's gone, they're panicking. And guess what? I just don't think fucking leading to a welfare state in this country is going to work out in the long term. It seems like it's a nice little pat on the back to keep you quiet until it fucking kills you. <laughs> I feel like you just have this like ultra paranoid like view of like what's going on in the world with like literally this is the government's oldest form of constitutional right is to protect its citizens whether you believe it's real or not through constitutional a, a fucking right. pandemic they can do literally whatever they want this is their broadest power and the fact that it just happens to be happening yeah but they're only doesn't give you a do- right to assume that it's some sort of global like conspiracy to destroy the american class to impose a rule another ruling class we've already oh, had not, an absolute ruling class like this is nothing new nothing that anyone's ever brought up about this corona thing is anything new it's this everything that the new. liberals have been corona. talking about forever i didn't bring up corona that's what we're talking about with the whole welfare state. And no, no, like no, no. The, the collapse was due. The, uh, or actually, I will bring Corona into it, how it fits into that whole argument. Is Corona is the argument that that is the thing that they initiated to be the justification for the plummet, even though this plummet was due for, you know. And so wasn't a worldwide pandemic. And no one seems to acknowledge that fact that people have been saying for 20 years that we're overdue for this shit because SARS and MERS didn't live up to these statistical probabilities. Yeah, and I'm not saying they released it themselves. I'm saying it could have come out in the past 
10 years. We haven't had one in way overdue, just like we haven't had Yellowstone blow up and that should happen anytime soon. But I'm saying it's very convenient that we led the 08 crash to just be a can kick down the road over and over and over again until we're absolutely at a point. Like with this last one, we spent so much money. We are not comparable to other countries. Like the only thing we have now is a threat. We have an infinite amount of debt to other countries. Like we had a reasonable amount of debt right before this happened. Now, we have an infinite amount of debt and we have no explanation of the countries we owe money other than bombing the fuck out of them. And how's that going to go on the like global scale? Maybe the Western countries will join us. Like Jared's making it sound more unified than it is, or I mean, not that it is, um, than it, uh, than I, I don't even really believe it is. I mean, I, I do believe Jared's probably right with the Western country are probably going to join in and stuff because their debt's just as created to ours. But we're running out of options here. And our only fucking threat has been we have a gun aimed at them. At a certain point, we can't really afford to pay for the things we're pretending to. And this whole money fakes thing, you have to offer people things to get loans, to get stuff, to offer things to other people. Your paper is just within country. It doesn't work on a global scale. So if our money's Yeah, fake, exactly. What, what, and this is where uh, like, we agree where all this is bullshit. Well, our, the U.S. dollar is the global reserve currency, and but it, yes, it is because of our military force. But it, but is boy, is that a strained fucking like balance right now? Well, again, like we we're saying, like no one could fuck with our military. Yeah, but, the, but I'm saying like our dollar is like no one can fuck with our military is the threat of why it'd be too easy or too overcoming to topple. But the fact that is only lying down to our system currently, even with. Everyone who's staying at home right now, like if we went to war tomorrow, you fucking goddamn right. There's no more Corona relief. There's an enlistment. There's a fucking draft. Get over it. But like, well, I mean, we've been, we've been at like what 14 wars and there's never been a draft. Like, yeah, because they've all been, no, actually we haven't been in 14 so, wars because not one of them has been legalized by Congress, which is the actual way you yeah, go to war. They're they all like proxy dark, wars, dark wars or proxy, They're proxy wars. wars. Yeah. Yes. So that's exactly why that's bullshit. But going together with China, the only option we have left is to basically use Iran as a fucking battleground where we fucking thrall our dicks on the table and fuck each other up until we're a bloody mess or nothing. So we're either going to fuck up Iran or go into a literal like World War Three bloody scenario, which I doubt. Or we I doubt none of that. Yeah, just it, as easily. Easy, yeah, it would be just as easily if it weren't for the fact that right now these two fucking ideologies are going back and forth, right? And and, and oh no, no, here's the third. Here's the easier one, okay? Because actually, we do seem have to seem to have one of the nation that wants to go one side of the nation that seems to go with uh, the Chinese rhetoric and. As of now, we're moving in that direction, and that's fine. That's fine. We're going to do that, but you're going to make an underclass that I'm telling you is about 20% of the country, one of the biggest countries in the world, with whether it's conspiracy or not, you're not letting them into the party, and it's it's going to reflect very, very poorly on this nation. It's going to be bloody. Uh, I, I would definitely agree that we, we're an empire in decline and, and yes. pretty much— Everything we do is, is, as you said, kicking the can down the road. But in fact, I'd say we've been kicking the can down the road since the 1930s. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I'd agree. I'd agree with that. With the, with the New Deal and stuff worse. to try to... In uh, 1971, it fucking got way worse. But oh, yeah, that's when we fully sorry. decoupled from the, the gold standard. Yeah. But before that, it was already on its plummet. Right, yeah, it, it, in, uh, in, yeah in the 30s it was, or late 20s, it... We started to, and then, uh, yeah, um, you said a lot. I, I lost track of some of it, but um, 
It's all right. I believe in you. <laughs> no, Tom, I generally agree with what you're saying. Um, I, I'm not sure what sure. entirely it has to do with, with like unemployment or, or rather that that's kind of tangential. Oh um, no, it kind of, it went down, it went down a huge path. I, I think if I could make the quickest connection between unemployment and that, is I think people are getting enlisted on unemployment because it's convenient. And I definitely don't think that um, the majority of people, like like everyone's saying here, the majority of people would not like to be on un, unemployment. But there's a difference between when you make it more beneficial to a person. Like when they're making a low income to be considered low status, that's not great. But when you're making more than your neighbor, to Again, the majority of people aren't making more than they did before unemployment. Just to be clear, like I, because you are, most people aren't. Yeah, but most people are not making more than they did before all this happened. It depends who's on unemployment, though. I'm saying, like the majority, like the majority of workers, right, that are on un like, uh, what is it, um, under the fifteen dollar minimum wage or whatever. Are not is that not the majority of people who are affected? You're saying it's people who are making no. More I don't than think 15? so because the majority of people on minimum wage work at like McDonald's or like Walmart yeah, the or places, the places that have still stayed open. Some of no, 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 no. I wouldn't say that's a majority. The of people, people no, who no. are on unemployment or yeah, the people who like, all their hours. They closed like down the open. No, they closed. People who work at mills. Like but the they, people I know are making significantly less. Wait, wait. People work at mills and you're talking factories and all that? Because that's where I came either, from. Either like mills or like, I'm just talking yeah, about no, like the mill general workers. skilled If you want to work, talk mill workers around here not, specifically. Not unskilled workers. Dude, like, you know we're like making like $17 an hour, right? Yeah, I'm talking about, that's unskilled labor. I'm talking about skilled laborers like fishers or engineers or people who actually keep these places running yep. who are making significantly more than they were before any of this unemployment stuff started, and now they are struggling to pay mortgages, struggling to pay for their child's like fucking school items, are are not making it, even with that extra six hundred dollars that is that you are just ecstatic about. But and I, I would I'm be saying, too. What I'm saying is, is not like time. is not the benefit to close down a lot of these independent workers and stuff. Like I'm talking like right now, you're like, hey, they're making way less. But the people I'm not as much worried about is the wage labor, where um. Not like from what I've seen, other than like fishermen who are making an absurd amount of money more than us and stuff. If you see like bank tellers and like all those things, like there's there's a few things that make more. But no, from what I have personally seen and you can say it's personally, but have you seen any statistics that support that it's the majority? Because like, yeah, my my dad like or I'm um, sorry, this is yet again anecdotal. What we're saying, you see, you just again, you anecdotally because everything in yes. Massachusetts is already scaled up a little bit. And that's what I'm saying is is somebody who like the majority of these people who are getting it around the country are getting three hundred dollars more. Right. You realize we have the highest minimum wage in the country right now. So we're making seventeen dollars an hour. And so is someone in Texas who usually makes seven. Yeah, because Democrats literally wanted and not like I'm super like defending Democrats here. But the Democratic Party wanted a means-tested way of paying people depending on what they actually made before this whole pandemic so, hit. And Republicans argued that our unemployment systems were so out of date that they couldn't handle that because they've been lobbying against it for the last 30 years. But you're saying somebody who's making minimum wage seven fifty in Texas should suddenly be making $15 an hour and... Yes, because that's fine, not because they'll the never work idea, in their state again. Because the idea was that it was only going to last a few months. 
Like, it's not going to be forever. I know, but the thing is, these same people who said it should have lasted a few months are the ones for no reason against the science keeping it going longer. I don't think they fucking know. Like, Yes, they do! They're not idiots! Fucking point is that these people, like, it doesn't, like, it literally doesn't matter what these people know. Like, the government's going to do what they want. That's the thing is, the government is made up of people who are represented by corporations who just paid for them. Like, the government is just is just fucking individuals that can pretend like they're going to work for a thing, but me and you don't have any money, so you know who they're working for. They're working for fucking Walmart in this country. And right now, they're going out of their way to make regulations that regular businesses can't keep up with starving them into an unsurmountable debt that they'll never be able to recover from. And the only people that are left are the Amazons, are the Walmarts, are the, all those. And you're like, oh, their minimum wages are still working? Yes, those places, the ones that gain to benefit the most have them there. But when you're talking about the mom and pop breakfast shop that you go to, no, they're, they have half their wait staff laid off right now. Okay. Yeah, because we're literally going through a global pandemic. I mean, like, I mean, yeah, yeah, all that shit might be skewed a little bit. But not every government has chosen to do the same thing as us. And the decisions we made have been extremely negative in a way that we can measure. I literally, like, okay. But the argument for a more capitalist system there just doesn't make sense. It's like all these people that are calling these problems, we should give them more power. No, 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 no. that's not who I'm saying is making all these problems. What I'm saying right now is with government regulation, what is able to happen is that certain corporations are able to get an advantage against other ones because they have friends in the government. And if they had no friends in the government that were able to make the regulations, the eventual churn of other corporations existing and not closing down. Like if the government couldn't tell us to shut down, do you think Max would have had a problem fucking supporting their wait staff? Do you think they would have had like some workers? No, they were told by the government that only certain companies can have their workers in close quarters. No, they were told by literally 99% of all re- reputable information sources that they mm-hmm. probably a, shouldn't that, All right, go. you want to talk statistics, bro? 99% of all reputable information sources? All right, I'm not getting into like corrupt stuff because um, it's, it's probably all bullshit. But. Well, that, that number is fucking horrible on 99% of all reputable information sources. And that's actually, you know, I'll bring that into one of my main concerns with the left wing. The left wing consistently, consistently thinks their information is the word. And it, 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 so it's like the most the right anti-scientific. Wing. I don't know what the right like no, the, the right the wing Twitter is arguing is that maybe we should take different considerations into uh different different options into consideration right now and that's there's the other, entire left wing and they literally go not, through and not, root then out why, then why are then why are they still pushing these mass mandates after it's been horribly disputed by who by a ton of opposite sources i that that's the thing is it's the by who question is the fucking issue with the left wing in general is they they accredit their sources with these fucking bullshit fucking but that's titles all you say every time i bring something up no you're no, like, no, 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 no 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 yes i know well, wait, what do you mean by who? Every time I ever say anything, yes. you argue that uh, by I don't know whether, who it's from. Yes. Whether I like never how accredited it is. Because I mean, like when we were just talking about the presidential election, you go, well, it's the AP. They're usually the ones who say it. And that's like a common understanding. But it's not really anything to where it is. Like there's other sources. No, that's that just what it. I heard about other news sources looking to AP as a I know, thing. but that's usually a left wing argument that these are the guys who decided. These no, that's not what I said at all. That's what I said other news agencies look to to report on their shit. Well, who would you... 
well, I'm saying you said somebody told you that when you first. Told yeah, me. I was talking to my mom about it. She's yeah. not necessarily the most informed individual. Yeah, my point. My point being is often left wing sources cite themselves as the correct information and right wing sources as just disinformation. And you can say that like I like who's your sources, but I'm saying often the ones who are backed up, you can follow their sources. And like you find like some independent guy with like nothing to lose on fucking YouTube and shit. And he's just stating some things he's found out. And then you find some guy who's being paid like hundreds of thousands of dollars for some corporation to spout their ideas. And I, I, I just don't know. Yeah, like, and there's a, when the there's other a ones are often just, there. Yes, and there is. And that's often why they take these people to court. And they say, hey, you said a thing was wrong, so can you disprove it? And when they can't, there's just nothing after that. They just don't report that they lost. And the small source doesn't get any retribution. So they get to claim they're an idiot and then never have to go back on it. But when I'm saying the right wing often goes through a lot of those sources, I see that more. Because they're, I mean, like studies usually on like, uh, I don't know, you know, I, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying, I feel the right wing is constant disadvantage at being like a 20 to one fucking mainstream system of they hear left wing opinion and they really have no idea. Like, I mean, um, no issue understanding it, but often they feel misconstrued through their ideas. I, I would just uh, quibble with, with calling anything in the mainstream left wing. Yeah, like literally like everything is right wing. Like there's almost no left wing like. But wouldn't you say you say you say so the rest of the country, right? Or I'm sorry, not the rest of the country. The rest of the world, you say often has a left leaning, right? And the United States is no. one of the only one. No, 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 no. This is something Jared said earlier on in this, or I don't want to misconstrue you. So I'm going to let you say it right after this. But you're saying the U.S. has more of a right wing bias than the rest of the world, right? No, I, I wouldn't. More, more so than Western Europe, but besides that, no. So you're saying uh, which parts of the world have a more right-wing view? Um, well, it depends on what what uh, what political axis we're looking at. Um, All right. Economically, could you, uh, could you give me a cartoon version of what I'd consider right-wing? What countries have that? Lil Bush. Economically, yeah. Uh, Singapore. Um, I gotta look into Singapore. There's some, uh, you know, horrible African countries that have really. How, how many would you say um, left wing are closer to attempting what you'd go for? China. So China, China really would be the best example you have of that. I would think you have more than that. Is no one doing it better than China? Uh, better? Uh, no. Uh, China's pretty much doing the best out of out of. Any China country except very small like ones. Ultra what right wing to me? Like, to be completely honest, like they push like their nationalism is like shut the fuck up. Top of the world, to like you know, top tier. Yeah, they're they're very they're very proud of their accomplishments. Um, I, I don't think nationalism is inherently right wing per se. No, being if, proud no, of your no, country no, isn't, but like literally enforcing propaganda. Yeah, nationalism. Enforcing your right history, way. claiming that you invented literally everything that ever happened. That's I've never like heard fashion. of doing that. So are you you're trying to describe that to like US or what are you doing there? Because you sing sing songy. 
Well, no, like I've seen Shenyun. I've watched like some like Chinese stuff. Like I don't know. They just like yeah, they're one of the oldest nations, but they claim everything. Well, I mean, China deserves most of its claims, right? Yeah, they do, but well, I don't know when. When I when I see anything about China, all I see is like the fucking nationalism and who, like who you, like you're right, like you know, you're concerned about like forced like compliance. Yes, that's the main concern of mine. And if you understand that, you understand where I'm coming from. Yeah, but um, yeah, I see what, what you I'm mean, saying. like economically, Jared, because like like if you look at their GDP growth over the last ten years, it's just uh, I mean uncontended and human history well there, there was some higher growth in the 20th century but yeah in the 21st century in terms of their size they're definitely the front runners oh shit now do you think that would have happened without uh western industrialization and then the transition to an industrial society to a service society would have uh, oh, would it have happened if the West didn't industrialize first? Yeah, and then kind of pass on the manufacturing to, well, we all work at Starbucks now. We don't need mill jobs. I mean, that's entirely up in the air. I don't think I could come to a real conclusion on it, but I'd probably say no. If if the West didn't industrialize, the world would still generally be feudal, agricultural. Yeah. That'd be better. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan of feudalism. I play a lot of D and D, and it doesn't go well. I've heard some decent arguments for monarchism. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of uh, yeah. I, I know uh, Ted K is a popular guy these days, but and there's a lot of I'm, problems I'm with industrial society. I'm but overall, joking, but a I've million heard, times better. I've heard better arguments for like monarchism than I've heard for um, I don't know primitive or, no or like rich. direct democracy was mainly the joke that I was looking at that day. But they made some decent arguments to it, and I was like, yeah, I guess. Direct democracy, specifically. I mean, there there's definite uh, benefits to autocratic rule. You can the you can make countrywide decisions a lot quicker. You can um, no, you know, and, and I I agree with that. I'm saying I'm saying absolutely as like a person who like, uh, you know, usually like pushes individual freedom. I found it funny that I found uh, majority rule less desirable than. I don't know an uh, autocratic rule. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I find like there's more things that could go wrong. Like given the arguments that I, I saw that day. Yeah, right. That's why we we generally don't do. Most countries don't do any form of direct democracy. They do representative democracy. Exactly. Yeah, but um, so I is there any like way you describe yourself? Me? Yeah. Uh, like political term. Yeah, yeah. Do you? Is there anything? Or I know it's not fun because like you term. get you get like beaten down into one thing. But is there anything like close to where you are now with yeah, your yeah, constantly changing? Marxist Leninist is is the most accurate. Um, Marxist Leninist, you know, okay. socialist communist would work. Um, so just like straight up communist, like that works. Or see, if you, that, if you, like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. The words socialist and communist have a lot of like connotations attached to them, but they actually mean the same thing. Um, you know, it, like with Marx, he he didn't differentiate between the two. And then Lenin said, uh, com communism is a higher stage than socialism. Like you start with capitalism, then go to socialism, then communism. Um, but like all 
all the socialist countries that call themselves socialists are run by the communist party. So they're run by communists. There's, there's essentially no, no real difference. Just communism seem as more extreme for some reason. So could you, um, could you say that one more time though with, uh, cause I, I've heard about this with the Marxist thing of him seeing socialism as being in, uh, not extension, um, like an after effect of like capitalism happens and then socialism comes up inevitably because it makes more sense. Right. Like he's saying, like that evolves out of that system. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, he doesn't say inevitably, but but rather that that um, you know capitalism will eventually destroy itself, and then socialism would be the the natural next system. But it, but it could also just result in you know apocalypse. Um, so yeah, it'd be yeah like it's, another thousand years of darkness. <laughs> yeah, some, something like that. I mean, we. We might see what that looks like soon enough, but um, hopefully, yeah, I'm looking forward to a thousand years of darkness. Awaken. I don't know if you've watched Death Clock. That first. I've episode. only seen Death Note. Is that the sequel? Yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely nice. the sequel to Death Note. Yeah. Where do you live? You're in Seattle, right? Yeah, yeah, Seattle. Nice. I live in my apartment. You live in an apartment, dude? I live in my apartment that I don't own. That's crazy. I know. I hate not owning my own property. (laughs) So um, I wanted to actually talk about, uh, before we get out of this, uh, the uh, national, uh, I know it's a bad term. I don't know what to do. Is there any so them Nazbols? No, you know what? I don't know. No, well, you do have like a slightly different um outlook than like most people who I talk to today who describe. Like, if I showed this to a friend who called them socialist, right? You have a different outlook. I'm saying so. Yeah. Like, what's a, like? Let's talk about some of like the different parts of how you view. So you like a a uh, national identity, don't you? Is that, is that a part of it? Um, it, it really depends on the circumstance. So in, in a in a situation where, um, you know, if you're a socialist country, you're naturally targeted by much larger and richer countries. Uh, it is useful to cultivate a, a sense of national pride and national identity and pride in your accomplishments uh, in order to, you know, unify your people against, uh, you know, these huge things that are opposing you. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily think it, it makes much sense for like you know laos to be like oh laos is the best cambodia sucks like that stuff is just stupid but but when when your narrative is really one of like being the underdog and being um you know successful in spite of that it i can totally understand having uh nationalistic pride yeah um I mean, I can understand it as a, like, unifying people kind of thing, but uh, I don't know. Still, as, like, somebody coming from the, like, individualistic perspective, I think it's cool. Like, <laughs> you, you know what? Let me talk about one of the craziest. Have you heard of those NAM guys? It's like the nationalist uh, something. Nationalist. I, I don't know. But they basically, they want a nationalist movement, but to be as anarchist as possible so like they want like complete individual freedom for i don't know guns or like speech or something but they also want a national anthem and 
like an ethos everyone can rap. I don't understand them. You I know, don't know. You know, I just thought of that kind of sums up how I feel about nationalism. I'm a fan of softball nationalism. I'm a fan of everyone just being like, yeah, I love where I'm from. It doesn't matter where you're from, but like, I'm going to take like superficial pride in like where I'm from and like, I'm Italian. I love meatballs, whatever, you know, whatever that entails. Like Nazi, that superficial, like, well, you know, like I'm Portuguese. I love where I come from. It doesn't affect how I see you, but it's a softball. Like we're at a softball game. Like if I'm playing, I'm on. Well, I you guess know, that's all team. I'm advocating for because I just yeah. I just want people to be able to express that at the loudest yeah, level I don't, possible. Yeah, it's fine. Like people being proud of where they're from. Not yeah, even that's exactly not how I feel about Massachusetts. Ahead, where you're, where you're in. Wait, no, no, let Jared go. Sorry, Massachusetts. Oh, that's that's exactly how I feel about Massachusetts. Well, like people being proud of where they're from. Yeah, yeah, but like it's it's nothing. I don't. Yeah, you're not like, like actually warring with a fucking like right German. But when, when I hear like a Boston accent or something on a TV show, I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah, you're like, yeah, Boston. Like it doesn't mean yeah. anything, but like I like being from there and I like hearing it. And I can understand how that could like benefit a nationalist country in the fact that you know you just it it'd be a way easier attempt to like take like. Everybody kind of agrees with what's going on in the world. But, you know, every time we hear like a little thing that says, you know, go fucking and Comistan, fucking go and Comistan. Like for like two, two, I hear that all the time. Points. Like, come on, and Comistan. It's cool. <laughs> I gave it to you. Is that what you guys call it? We, we, we like uh, all, all us uh, dumbass libertarians, we, we say and Capistan. We're talking about an ideal I, society. I've it's never heard that term. It's really. I lame. also, but, but I am not. I was trying to I get try embarrassed to, with you, not on my own. <laughs> <laughs> I try to just stay away from the internet communists because. Yeah, and, the in the same way, I I try to like like right now, like obviously this conversation isn't going to go well with fifty percent of the libertarian community. They're going to be like, "You didn't scream our things," and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm not here to do that." So, sorry. Like, I'd like to hear the other ideas and actually take them into a reasonable consideration even if they're yeah, well, uh, like even if i don't agree with them by the end fuck you you're you're yeah, well, dumber for screaming about it sorry well so, one one thing i will say to give credit to libertarians is they generally are seem open to argument like they're that's, not yeah that's mainly why i like them is is because yeah. i feel like this is the best place for me to be to actually have these discussions with other people and oftentimes i feel shut down with well we got the right answer, so fuck off. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Can you come out here? Can you talk, sir? I'm still outside, sir. I'm knocking. Sir, sir, I don't even think I'm right. Just, sir, please explain your argument. I mean, that's partially why it's so upsetting that, uh, like, U.S.-based, uh, quote-unquote, leftists are so clamped down on dissent so much because... Like if you go and you read Marx, he says the point of Marxism is a ruthless crit- criticism of everything. Everything is open for debate. Everything's open for interpretation. So you understand why? The truth. So you understand why libertarians feel like they have a one up on that shit because they read that shit and they feel like they deserve an argument because like a lot of them do bring that up. Like they fucking, yeah. I have seen that, and they just sit there and they're like, "Well, oh, I just thought I was saying things. I just thought I was saying things," and then nobody wants to argue them because we're dickheads who just are loud, like you know. Yeah, n- nothing is more toxic to uh, modern liberals than actually mar- reading Marx. Yeah, no, no. And that's the thing is, I feel like libertarians are, 
Well, not all of them. There's Every libertarian not. has read the Communist Manifesto. Only like twenty percent of liber of like liberals has. I actually, I I would I would think uh, I think they'd be even numbers to be honest. I would think that the uh, same amount of the libertarian community and the uh, Marxist community would have read the actual literature because they are heavily like lame. Like, yeah, but all like, the communists, they're, they're so in, they're so in, the thing is libertarians are so obsessed with like being right on economics that believe me they that's the first one they'd read. They, they you read could bring more up some than, other thing. Yeah. No, you could bring up some other argument, but like your main book, yeah, like yeah, they fucking read the fuck out of it just to argue with it. Like I read like, Nietzsche on the train. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not 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 capital though. Most people you know, like the communist manifesto was just a pamphlet for like random like workers and stuff to read and it was supposed to be handed out it's only like 20 yeah. pages long yeah uh well, the yeah, actual like, the new, book the, of like the economics and is capital was an extremely long and difficult read and honestly i haven't even read the whole thing and it's it's bro it's, you, you ever read fucking uh infinite just that's long, that's a long <laughs> infinite just is baby shit compared to capital i promise you it's very difficult um i read three books to read infinite just <laughs> and and uh i i have like i've looked up on youtube like critiques of capital and normally they uh like libertarian critiques of capital and they, they seem to get like a lot of the the basics wrong and i mean i'm sure there there might be some You're saying with libertarian good... critiques of capitalism of capital marx's book uh das Kapital. Oh, oh, oh okay all right sorry sorry das oh yeah that, that's confusing um no i understand what you mean now though I forgot that was the name. It registers at about three. We bones. call it we call it the Communist Manifesto over here. <laughs> <laughs> nah. All right. Anyway, yeah, you're right. I haven't read either of them. If there's two different books, so it doesn't matter. I mean, it's it's not read. even it's it's not entirely necessary to 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 read it these days because it was it's so, the whole it's thing so much in is the based on a gold standard uh, economy, yeah. basically, and. It doesn't really work the same way if if you can just print out trillions of dollars from nothing. Yeah, yeah. literally, I'm fine with any utopia. Like any utopia works. No, no, seriously, you just brought up one of the best points. One of the best points of it all is that's what the capitalists are screaming: is this doesn't work with an infinite fucking economy like we have right now with the uh, with the Fed. Like they can print infinite money and they can make up an indefinite number for this stupid empire to exist for as long as it does. And we can't evolve this system into a capitalist empire or a communistic one. It doesn't matter right. either way. It's it's just it's taking its own effect. And that's why I'm saying with shutting people down, uh, crushing like levels of speech and stuff, this is the only thing we can scream at them for in the meantime. Because they're getting very close to it not existing. So the best we could ask for is every outlet to be out there because they'll never agree with the correct one. Right. The, the end of the United States, it, it can't be destroyed. The end can only come from within. Just due to how, how dominant it is militarily and economically. It's going to collapse, but it, it's, it, no one's going to defeat it. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to defeat ourselves. It's another room. And again, it's more complex than else. any one thing. Yeah, I don't expect anything else except our stupid ourselves. And again, if anyone if anyone is actually listening at this point, none of us know what we're talking about. Jared we're a bunch of fucking sea monkeys in the tank. No, no, Jared doesn't Jared doesn't know anything. I'm not even literate. 
shit. <laughs> he listens to everything on audiobooks. Nah, man, but we all feel type of way and shit. And, like, I, I can go towards a personal freedom. And I, I'd like, Jared, all right, some of you people out there right now, listen to this, you might think Jared, Peter, Peter specifically. Peter. Bad guy. Bad guy. <laughs> Horrible. The worst lefty homo you've ever met. Nah. You might think that, but, I mean, God, these conversations are so important. But, like, no. Have them. Like, again, every time we argue like this, we always end up on... Our ultimate goal is 100% perfect personal freedom. Yeah, I mean, look at the bright side. I mean, like, one side's going to kill the other. So it's either Jared and Peter, like, you know, mm-hmm. they look at us benevolently and they take care of us, or, you know, we genocide them. I mean, it's one way or the <laughs> yeah, other. California I mean, or Texas, one's got to go. One's got to go. There's no there's no scenario where we look at you two fine. Like, Jared, <laughs> you guys are degenerates. Jared and Peter. Yeah, Washington, yeah. gone. I'm sorry. Any right-wing version of this working out, you guys squish. Big squish. It's <laughs> like some Nazi shit. So, I don't know. It's 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 funny to imagine like a civil war between conservatives and, and liberals and how one-sided that would be. <laughs> yeah. It's I like, oh, we go, forgot wait, wait, to wait. get guns. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I want to hear the one-sided. What? All the liberals don't have guns. You know what? Oh, the left side loses? <laughs> yeah, the liberals would get squashed. Feel, for some reason, Jared, I'm sorry. I just had confidence you had a backup plan. Like, you're like, you forgot about well, no, the tanks. liberals have the National Guard. <laughs> I guess. Wait, no. Pete, you, you think the liberals would win? No, God, no. Oh, okay. Every All single right. person I know with a gun would 51 yeah. not 49% go conservative. This is uh, this is the main reason I feel I'm dumb though. It's like all the liberals around me are like, "Oh, don't worry about the civil war. <laughs> you guys would win." And I'm just like, huh, "Guess. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. We've all been buying those survival straws. <laughs> you guys have guns. We can drink clean water. We got clean water, I think. <laughs> <laughs> we check. Yeah. The places with the cleanest water are all liberal, like Flint, Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> Jared's trying to make me feel more comfortable. I feel like he's trying to put me in a false sense That's of like reverse psychology. Like he's already got a gun in the back of my head. Wait, I, I'm not a liberal. I don't, I don't, I'm yeah, not on their no, side no, no, at all. You're not, you're right. You're right. Yeah, that's, no that's, that's unfair. No, because actually I, I do feel, um, is so while it's a dirty term, national Bolshevik, that's a, it's a dirty term, I guess. Nashville. Use online, like that's just an ism consistently, but um, nationalistically, do you think the nationalistic side falls you more to the right side? And the obviously on the compass, um, it's a right to left is culturally, which is retarded, but um, the top to bottom is economic. Oh my fucking god, dude! Here's what happens: I take too Stop many drinks. Having acid reflux. Yeah, I can't fucking breathe after a while because I drank so much. Anyway, um, so uh, what I was saying was, uh, yeah, top to bottom, you don't. Uh, do you see that as a um, as more of the issue, or do you see left to right on that as an issue? Even though I understand the political compass doesn't accurately right. represent like anyone, but what's the issue? Um, on the uh, on the political compass, the top to bottom authoritarianism spectrum, uh, mostly just I don't I don't think it's real, really, because. Um, for, for yeah, one obviously, if you take the test, you're you're even if you're the most hardcore authoritarian, you're going to score in the bottom half, just because of how the questions work. My mom got halfway through. My mom is in the top half. She was pretty aggressive. Well, I'm <laughs> I'm a Stalinist, and I consistently score. In the- 
math. So, um, yeah, I know, which is what scares me because their answer sounded the same as you. <laughs> I, I I don't. Next I, week with Tom generally Tom. The, pol- the political compass. It's it's good for like memes, but I I I don't think either spectrum really is like that useful because obviously not. Yeah, it doesn't the, even that simplistic. I mean, any tool is kind of useful for looking at data, but again, yeah. More so, what I was saying is, if you had to find yourself on that, do you think you fall left wing anymore, or uh, like with how oh, yeah. basic that you still fall left wing on that? Well, I, I've I've taken it maybe a couple of months ago. I was all the way to the left and about halfway down to the bottom. Oh, all right, all right, because um, basically with like some of your uh, uh, like I don't know some of the, some of the more view, like the views I've heard from you recently, it just sounds like um. You know, you could have had more of a like nationalistic standing and stuff that I thought maybe could have led you slightly right, but you seem to be more lower on the authoritarian side, but not too low. So like, I'd say three quarters of the way up. But then, uh, if I was to guess, I would say you were closer to the middle. So you say all the way to the left. Yeah, yeah. Well, when I take it, get all the way to the left, and yeah, the that's just part of uh, like if if say there was the political com- spectrum compass test in, uh, in, you know, the first half of the 20th century, I would unambiguously be on the left. But now in, you know, the way the fucked up kind of politics we have now, people are like, whoa, whoa is this guy like a right winger? Yeah. Yeah. All right. And I could see that with uh, the way they argue that the American politics are to the right. I'll tell you what, man, there's a lot more to explore here. And uh, oh, yeah. we're going to have another one of these conversations, but we're going on two hours right now, and we're going to have this one uh, again real soon. Um, love talking to you, bro. Good. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll catch you real soon, and uh, I think that's it. Hey, Pete, you got anything to add? Nah, fuck all this. <laughs> all right. Yeah, fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. I'm out. I'm going to go smoke weed. No, but absolutely. We'll have you on again, man. I feel like there's so much yep. more to talk about. This is like this is not even scraping the surface. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I prepared a, a very modest sized text document, and I think I got maybe one percent of it. And I don't think I expected <laughs> anything less of you, man. You're a great guest. Yeah, we'll do this soon. Oh. All right. Well, uh, that's it for uh, the WGN uh, trash talks. Uh, coming at you next week. We'll. Uh, there's no. <laughs> We'll find someone who isn't a tanky. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. No, you won't. No, you won't. Not if I have anything to say about it. <laughs> we'll get BBW thighs to clear back on. Yeah. To debate you. <laughs> Shit. Uh, Alright. Well, that's it for tonight. Love you guys. Yep. Good night. Peace. <laughs>